1: Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com they're,
3: they're going to hit a three every once in a while. They play good defense. They're going to be there. They're not going <laughs> to
4: overshoot. Z. I mean, okay. Give like, them some oh, let me let me just be honest though. With John Contra, two two points, five rebounds, hey, three assists, I said three I shots. I wanted advance. three shots. And a negative thirteen in the plus minus. How safe is that? Well, he was getting torn up defensively <laughs> but too. How
5: safe is no, that, that's, right?
4: My whole point you know what is what I like, mean? like you could say, okay, yeah. John Conchar is the safe pick, David Roddy is the safe pick. But in the end of the day, how safe are those guys? In the end of the day, When Just, they showed David, David Roddy. Have it, pull David them. Roddy played twenty minutes and was zero for two from the field and wasn't being aggressive and wasn't doing much. He was, I guess, he was okay on the defensive end. He was good defensively. Yeah, yeah. but like, but. but they're not helping you in any meaningful way with with right now is the opportunity what you have on this, you, on this on this if
3: you get guys that have that seemingly have a hot hand hot hand is in quotes let because them it, can, roll. it can be on the defensive end too if they're hot on the defensive end or on the offensive end let them roll this is the time to do it this is your you're having free shots right now you want to go out there and you want to win as many basketball games as you can but right now, honestly, rolling with the guys who are hot game to game is probably your best plan right now because it is such a, it's such a it's a lineup with guys who aren't necessarily every single day NBA players right now. So if a guy's hot, roll with them. Roll with the guy that's hot because you just can't depend on John Conchar to do something every single night that's going to help your team to win. He's a, he's, he's a fine basketball player to have out there when he's at the end of your bench. But when you're, when you're depending on him in big minutes, play like 26 minutes. 26 minutes and, and two it, points. And if he doesn't have it, he doesn't have it that night. Pull him. Let Vince run
4: yes I I completely agree but again I think it comes down to a little bit of misplaced trust in guys that haven't quite earned the trust that that Taylor Jenkins thinks they have earned I think that's fair years. and it's it's a little it's frustrating but at the end of the day I I do I do lean to the other side especially at the end of that Celtics game you did have a chance to go beat one of the best teams in the in the NBA right now sure at the end and you ran out the guys that you felt like you trust it's hard to really go they play their, their asses in off, on them man they play their asses off but they just don't have much right now. Now, the rest of the uh, schedule uh, for, for the month of November at Rockets coming up on Wednesday, and then Friday Suns, Sunday Timberwolves, Wednesday Jazz to end November. You want them to save a couple of wins. You can go two and two. You want them to save a couple of wins. And, and based on what they did against the Celtics and competing at home against the Suns, at home against the Timberwolves, I'm not going to discount a chance that they'll be in those games with a chance to win. For but sure. We'll see. But we shall See. And we're also going to see what uh, Jeff Calkins thinks. He's on the other side. 92.9 FM, ESPN. How sweet
2: it is to be the
4: Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, also host of the Jeff Calkins Show from 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how was your weekend?
5: It was good. I was in Chattanooga for my—well, I went to the game Saturday, uh, the Memphis Tiger game, and then I uh, slipped off to Chattanooga to visit my middle son and— this morning, went to a Costco in Chattanooga. Where <laughs> you know how you know how as you're leaving Costco, they check your you know your yes, receipt, yes. right? They're very well, the serious about is, it. The woman in front of me, I do wonder about that checking the receipt. Like it's funny because generally in life now, what you hear is that no one stops shoplifters from shopping anymore, right? the, the edict goes out, don't stop people from stealing because there's a good chance they'll shoot you if you do, right? And so people don't. Have their employees, and yet it's sort of built into Costco, and yet I have never seen anyone even questioned on a, you know, anything they've taken. It doesn't feel like it's particularly serious, right? They they kind of idly look at what you have in your in your cart, and they kind of whatever, and then they just draw a line through the receipt. But anyway, so uh, but but the woman in front of me said she said to the person checking her receipt, she shook her head and she said, "I was just assaulted over a pie." (laughs) <laughs> so my point is is that is that if you're out there shopping, it is ugly. And yeah. it is ugly in Chattanooga. It's ugly. I was talking to my friend Charles in Washington DC. And I'm sure it's ugly in Memphis, where in addition to everything else, weather also ugly. So yes. uh, be careful out there. Um
4: do we want to get into the uh the great pie debate, the Thanksgiving pie debate now, or do we wanna wait till uh Wednesday to do I that? don't
5: have strong feelings about it and I think there's a lot of sports we could actually talk about today but okay. we could We'll, we we'll, could save it, or we'll you save could, it. If you've been talking pies, I don't really. We haven't talked pies, but I know
4: that this is something that may be I right don't have up your a alley. Great pie, I, I don't have strong,
5: strong pie feelings. I'm, I don't. I don't. It's not one that I. I'll, I'll eat a little bit of any pie, but I don't love pecan pie or pecan pie, depending on how you want to say it. I, I say pecan. I don't love pumpkin pie. Fine, whatever. Um, like pies are for me not the highest. To me. It's very clearly the highlight of the culinary highlight, the gastronomic highlight of Thanksgiving, is the stuffing slash dressing. Again, whatever you want to call it. And everything else is a distant second, including the pies.
4: Was uh, Is buffalo a stuffing or a dressing? Uh, <laughs> we how, do, how, do you, how do you refer we to were, it? We
5: were stuffing. Okay. I was stuffing. Okay. I never called it dressing. We were okay. stuffing. Yeah.
4: I think stuffing, like I, what I hear from people in Memphis is I always call it stuffing. Stuffing is when you put it in the bird. Right. Dressing is when it's out of the bird.
5: Yeah, I I called it stuffing no matter what. You know, here's the truth. You know what they call stovetop stuffing? Mm. Stuffing. And you know what it is not? In the bird. It's on a stove. (laughs) It's stovetop. Stuffing. And I I do understand the distinction that people like to use. Stuffing is in a bird. Dressing is not in the bird. I tend to think it's more regional. Just is in the South, they call it dressing. Yep. More than stuffing, right? Yep. Whatever.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care to make any more distinctions than I have over the years. I've had arguments over it. I'm tired of having arguments over it. I'm flexible. I'm flexible. Yes. You call it whatever you want. It won't, won't upset me in the in the least. Yes. Won't yeah. there are they're different. They're are more uh, more you know more arguments about different things that are that are more worth having. Yes. than Stuffing and dressing. Exactly. Debate. I will give Plenty. you that. Um, now, Tigers uh, football. Let's start there. You were at the game on Saturday. I was as well. Tigers are eight and three. They've lost the three games against teams. That, uh, that are, quite frankly, better than them at this current juncture. Yep. And they've beaten eight teams that they were better than, okay? And I guess that, like, some of them were close, and you could argue that it's been relatively ugly week to week. Um, but at the same time, I did ask this off the top of the show um, because I think in all likelihood they can go to Temple and they can handle that game, uh, whether it's close or whether it's uh, not so close. Um, I, I just... I've I've gone back and forth. I understand people's plight and why they're a little frustrated because you don't see positive momentum. You don't see negative momentum. You're in this middle ground, and I get where that can be frustrating. But at the same time, I did ask this question. If expectations switched so much to the point where we can't find much joy in a 9-3 and three season with a potential to – I mean, I've heard AutoZone Liberty Bowl rumors against a Big 12 team that could get you to 10 wins. Are we – have the expectations really shifted that much since 2014 to where it is not enjoyable to be nine and three
5: anymore? Well, as you point out, it's an argument, and I respect. Uh, so, it, just like people who want to argue dressing uh, or stuffing, uh, I do at under least understand both, both sides, hundred percent. And 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 what I would, if if since you just presented one side, I think the other side would be. An 89-win season is not the same as it used to be in 2014. It and I, and I fully agree with and, that. And here's the real problem. The real problem is, is that in what universe were SMU and Tulane, and I don't know what your record was against SMU and Tulane, but in what universe were SMU, Tulane, and now you Undefeated, USA, by the way. I, 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 undefeated in against In what both. universe are they supposed to be demonstrably better programs than the University of Memphis? Oh, because they, they, they didn't do they, – they, yes, they didn't lose to the teams that are better than them. But under Ryan Silverfield, this would be the <laughs> argument, why is Tulane and why is SNU and why is UTSA? Like the, the, the cream of this conference left when UCS left and Houston left and Cincinnati left. And there are still three teams that are better than you, who, by the way, you used to be better than as programs. You were undefeated against all those. Is that true? You were undefeated.
4: Undefeated undefeated against SMU and Tulane in my career. So they're
5: they're right there. Again, I'm just presenting that side of the argument. That's the argument right there. You used to be undefeated against these two damn programs, and now they both outstripped you? And we're supposed to celebrate that? That would be the argument. The other argument would be, listen, they lined up – you know, so far they've lined up eleven times, and eight of those times they've come out with wins. The other three times they laid it on there, on uh, you know, all on the on the field. I don't think there was any doubt. This team plays its ass off, and it's 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 a little crazy to have higher expectations than that. Of course, part of the problem, then in addition, is it's not like there was a great season last year or the year before. Right, I, I get before. that. If if so, then you would think, oh well, yeah, you, you can have you can be fourth this year and maybe next year. Last year you were first, but there's never been a great season, so that would be the other argument. So, I that's the dilemma here. Anyone who argues that Ryan Silverfield should be fired or <laughs> will be fired crazy. is crazy. <laughs> on the other hand, if you tell me he should have his deal ripped up and be given a big new four-year deal, with you're crazy as well. Just money, equally as crazy. So crazy. And so what do you do? You carry on. And we're going to be having the same argument next year. That's, that, and that's the, that's that's too bad because I think people get frustrated with being in the middle like this. But that's where we are. Yeah. And I do think it should not go without saying. I want to return to the fact that I think these players play their asses off. For I, I, this coach, by the way, for this. Coach. Yes, I I've just it
4: is interesting too because there is a stat out there. This could be the tenth time that the Tigers reached nine wins in their 108 year football history. But then when you put it into context, four of those have come, in, have come in the last 10 years. So I get where the expectation flipped on its head very quickly, and you were also in a better conference. So, like, it's, it's not just – you can't just rely on an 108-year history to tell the story of what the expectation should be in 2023 or 2024.
5: It's it's all contextual. That they have never played a schedule that is this pathetic. <laughs> Truth of matter, that's just true, right? And so no, they've and they've never had a record that's this they, you know consistently this good or whatever. It's one of nine or how many times it is. So, um, so that's the problem. Now, if you want to go deeper, you can say, okay, Hawkins, you're saying why are they suddenly outstripped by Tulane and by SMU? Well, there's an the answer to that, and that those are the two moneyed programs, and they have better I well- presumably have.
4: Just Tulane may not. Tulane may be relatively comparable. I know SMU, their NIL program is very good. So there, yeah, there would be I, an excuse I'm, there. Tulane also. I mean, we can talk good coach, good quarterback that's been there for five years too. Like, there's, there's yeah. definitely nuance there.
5: One, of, one of the, um, one of the things that frustrated me was as I was watching this game unfold. Um, you know, whatever you thought about the game, it was a very competitive game. Anyone, either team could have won that game. It didn't look like, oh, here's one program that's. Going to remain in the AAC forever? And here's another program that deserves to be elevated. It didn't look like there was a right. great difference between these two teams. And so I was, I, I was thinking, there was a certain circumstances under which it would have written. And so I started doing some research. And this stunned me. Not only is Memphis, um, you know, even with the loss, they have won six of the last nine, I think it is, against, against SMU. They, have, they outdrew them last year. They've outdrawn them for the last five years. Um, and, by the way, which university, Tulane or Memphis, is a Carnegie R1 research university? Memphis? Memphis, not Tulane. I mean, I mean not, not SMU. I would have thought SMU was, right? I yeah. would have thought, well, surely SMU. No, no. So of those two programs, one is the better football program, one is the better basketball program, uh, and one is the more powerful research institution and yet they're the one that's left behind i it's yeah. so freaking frustrating now, that um that, and, and and i don't think people i don't think people outside of this universe would understand that that memphis right. is the has, has is the is the more highly acclaimed research institution than smu
4: yeah now what, what do you think okay the realignment conversations come up and i've seen some people sort of say, a season like they're having right now where they're just getting by these inferior opponents and losing to the good opponents doesn't help them in the realignment conversation. Do you even, do you even put any stock into an
5: argument like that?
4: Is there even like a, an ounce of truth to that to you?
5: Well, I think, I mean, it's funny, I was talking to Phil Stukenborg, uh, who's covered this team for a long time in the yeah. press box, and he said, if you could tell me one, one reason why they've been left out, what would it be? And I, I I just don't think there's one reason, right? right. I, I don't think there's one reason. It's a market that's not just so big, like like Florida for like UCF that's just compelling, right? Like oh, we got to take advantage of this market or Texas or wherever. It's or not, Houston. Yeah. It's not. It's yeah, Houston. It's not such a big market. Um, it's not. Um, it's it's not such a powerful football program. It's not like irresistible. Like my God, you got to take them. They just keep you know and um it's not you know the academic reputation while much better because the R1 status is not one that makes conferences think we have to have the university of memphis and so it's a bunch and it's not so rich and so it's just sort of barely misses i think on a bunch of different um factors so in terms of the schedule and the year that they had this year i don't know like it, it i don't think a year like Their chances any more than they're already doomed. But I think that that if you could have strung together really compelling year after year after year, right? Um, such that kind of UCF did for a well, while, the Cincinnati, like yeah. I do think Cincinnati's year last year, you know, or whatever. Is they're the in the damn playoff, music. right? They're in the playoff. Right. It's, it's causes people Causes people to take notice, right? And like, Ah, well, if we're losing someone, it's got to be them. Look at the, look at the, you know, power they're building. And I think once upon a time, Memphis looked like, well, maybe they're getting to that place, right? They have regressed. And so again, to me, it's like, well, they're a good, solid program, but they're not compelling. And I think this has been another year. No, it's not like, how do we take them? They're a joke. It's, they're not irresistible. They're not compelling. It's easy to skip over them because it's a pretty good B plus year. Well, we don't need a pretty good B plus, uh, plus. five team in in our in our Power Five conference.
4: Yes, but I will say, for if you're talking about this year in particular, and you're not, you know, grouping the last two years into that conversation. I think that's more of the conversation you need to have. This year, I think if, if somebody was looking at, at realignment and they saw that Memphis had nine or ten wins this year, I don't think they really care that it was a close game against Charlotte and it was a close game against – I don't think
5: they against, care about that. Right. But do they care that they're fourth in the AAC? They might care about that. Yeah. Like, again, I don't think it's a demerit. I don't think this year would be counted against them. But I don't think this year means, my God, how do we, they're, they're slamming, they're knocking down the door. How do we resist the, you know, the, the juggernaut that is the University of Memphis? It's a good, solid year. Good year. Yep. Um, and if there are other compelling reasons to take them, if there was even expansion in the offering, that wouldn't disqualify them. But I don't think it is a ticket. To, <laughs> I don't think a season like this is a ticket to the Power Five. I'll say that.
4: Yeah. Now, um, on to basketball, Tigers beat. Um, Alabama State ninety two to seventy five on Friday. They're three and zero. We had a couple of things happen over the weekend. Mizzou lost to Jackson State. Now the Tigers have beaten both of those teams, so it is what it is. You, you want that Mizzou win to hold up? We'll see. How, I think it's too early to tell how that's going to hold up. They have an SEC slate; they're going to be able to play. So everybody, calm down there a little bit. One thing that I listen—I don't try to get annoyed by AP Top twenty five and the voting that goes right. into it. But how are the Tigers? With losses around the, I mean, a bunch of losses. FAU loses to Bryant by nine at home. Arkansas lost to UNC Greensboro uh, at uh, Greensboro at home. Michigan State is ahead of James Madison after having two losses. They're three and two at this point. Uh, USC lost to UC Irvine. They're still number 23, and yet the Tigers are still in 26. They're still the the, the first and others receiving votes. I know it won't. I mean, if the Tigers take care of business in the battle for Atlantis, it won't matter all that much. But I just, I mean, it is strange. It's very, very weird that with other teams losing around the country to really bad opponents, and the Tigers have not taken a loss at this point, that they're still in the exact same spot
5: they were a week ago yeah I expected them to be in the top twenty five today I'll be honest Same. Um, and and i and I think that you know i, I don't understand how Florida Atlantic remains above them right takes that loss at home well, if you pay any attention to what has happened you know to to records and to accomplishment and then think like and by the way, these teams were obviously very close last year. we saw it. how in the world do you unless you just had made up your mind to keep them there. Yep. Like, w- what, what justifies that? Um, I, I don't think anything does. And so you're right. Like, in the end, it'll, it'll all take care of itself. But I was a little mystified, and I was certainly surprised. I was
4: of the day. impression that you're supposed to, if you're an AP voter, base this on tw- the 2023-24 season, right? right? And clearly, FAU being in the spot they're in is very much about the Final Four run still. Still being at number nineteen, yeah, that is all. Really, final four in last year.
5: That's why they were preseason ahead of Memphis. Why, once they take that home loss, are they still ahead of Memphis? I don't understand that. You yeah. know, and and Memphis, you know, but uh, in contrast, has a has a win uh, at Mizzou. I I don't understand that.
4: Yeah, and they all three of their wins are by double digits. All three of their wins have been very convincing. Um, they may not have played the best ball, but they've been very convincing. Um, now, uh, I mean, To me, the interesting thing, by the way,
5: about them, I'm less concerned. I think you could be concerned or not with how the Mizzou win holds up in terms of a resume line. I suspect it'll still be. I, I predict at the end of the year it'll probably be a quad one win, but we'll see. Yeah. Obviously, it's not a great. To me, what, what the other thing that's interesting about it is, is what does it say really to us about the University of Memphis. I mean, I think we are all justifiably optimistic and hopeful about what this team can accomplish, about the right. weapons they have and the size and the shooting, for God's sakes. They still haven't had a game where they've shot under 35% from three. They shot 44% Friday night from three. Um, so, but the, part of the excitement for what this team is capable of is, my God, they just went into Mizzou and handled them in the second yeah.
4: half. <laughs> yes.
5: Now that you see Jason State (laughs) go in to Mizzou and do it, do we have to say, all right, well, maybe we have to wait a little bit before we're convinced. You know, maybe maybe we have to apply a little more context before we're really ready to, you know, pronounce that this team is headed to the Sweet 16.
4: Yeah, but I think you need to apply a little more context to FAU losing by nine at home to Bryant. You need to apply a little more context to... You know, James Madison still being a spot below Michigan State when they won in overtime at their place by three. You need to apply a little more context to USC. No, I don't mean it in
5: terms of but, our rank. But to me, you know what I mean? is mean like, of,
4: you know, you, you, you may need more context for Memphis, yes, but I think you yeah. need to apply a little more context to these teams that have taken nasty losses in the last week.
5: I didn't mean it. Right. The AP voters should apply. I'm just saying and those I, of us who are wishing for that this team is the team – of Penny Hardaway's that you've always wanted, the team that is capable. Wait a second. Does it slightly, slightly at least cause your expectations to pause a little bit? Because it does take a little bit off of that. It takes a little of a shine. Again, not for resume and ranking purposes, but just for how good do we think this team is. It takes just a little bit of shine away from that Missouri win. And, I mean, listen, they're going to have plenty of chances to prove it in the next in the next six weeks. so uh, and, and, and honestly, it's fun to look forward to, to, to seeing what they can do.
4: And I've also been under the impression for a long, long time there is way too many AP Top 25 voters for basketball. Way too many. And I think a lot of them will only casually watch the sport. Maybe At some point, maybe dwindle that down. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, though.
5: I do think the presence of, you know, G.P. used to do the poll attacks he yes. anymore, but there are, I think people are more wary of their ballots now. I think there are less ballots that are just truly atrocious because people think they're going to be embarrassed um, if they vote stupidly. Um, but yeah, I've never, I have been a Heisman voter, uh, but I've never been an AP voter.
4: Yeah. Now, um, last thing here, Grizzlies one and one over the weekend. I thought it was a promising weekend for them. Very promising weekend. Now, if you're following standings, which I don't think you should be considering where this team's at right now, but they're two and a half games out of the play-in and four and a half games out of the sixth spot, so it's really not that far. Uh, they're not that far off of, of being able to go make something happen and move up the, uh, the Western Conference standings, but they're going to have to show a little bit more promise than even they did this weekend. But a couple of things. One, I want to start on Santi Aldama. Santi Aldama was phenomenal this weekend, and I think... You know, watching him sort of as the starting three against the Celtics, I think there could be something there situationally or, you know, based on game plan. He was, he was really good and aggressive and a, a net positive on the floor. I, I love what I saw from Santi Aldama this weekend.
5: Yeah, he was obviously great, um, terrific. And it is interesting. You look back at that draft and, um, you know, Zaire had a good game uh, against the Spurs. Not as good yesterday. But if you look back at that draft and you just say, okay, they took Santi with the earlier pick and Zaire with the later pick, would that make you happy? Like, you know what I you'd mean? You'd be like, a little
4: happier. Yes. I think
5: so. You'd be a little happier because Santi was really good. And I don't, I think I suspect, I mean, truth matters. He does not have to be defined purely as a small forward or as a uh, big forward. Chris Harrington yeah. has a piece up that as a daily Memphian where he's sort of comparing him to Laurie Markkinen, who has a, you know, another seven foot small forward. Um, and so we shall see um, how that works. But I think there's no question that, that um, his shooting, his length, he sees the floor well. Like he brings a lot um, to the game. I, I think um, putting in Kanchar and Santi helped the perimeter defense too, as well. Like you can, you're, all of a sudden, you've got all this length on the floor. Um, and so the defense was better. Um I think it as you're looking for positives from this horrific start, um I think Santi is is clearly one of the one of those one of the ones you can grasp onto.
4: Now I did bring this up and I think this is an interesting point. I feel as if Taylor Jenkins and I don't want to go awful, I don't wanna like act like he's done some complete disservice to this team. He is he has been done a disservice by all the injuries and everything around him and it's really hard to manage rotations. Um, when, when you have all that going on around you. Um, but I do think, and tell me if you agree with this sentiment, I think he does place a fair amount of confidence and trust in guys, David Roddy, John Conchar, Zaire Williams in particular, that may not have earned that trust and that confidence. I, I see Kenneth Lofton give good minutes. I see Vince Williams Jr., uh, especially yesterday, give, give a lot of good minutes. I I, I don't really see him... Exploring and experimenting as much as I, as I'd like to see him explore, innovate, and experiment. Yeah, I mean, he, this is the time to do it before Jaw comes back. When you start to try to win games, you want to have guys that that play roles around Jaw. This is the good time to sort of figure out who can do that.
5: Well, I don't know. Like I, my view on Taylor Jenkins is this: is that every year um, the team overachieves in the regular season. Right, I mean, they. If you if you start with win projections every single year, up until now they've overachieved in the in the regular season. Um, now in in the postseason they have not, and I think there's fair criticism there in terms of this year. Like I don't know, he took a he he took a tiny. If you say he's not experimenting, he took a tiny G League point guard and started him. You know, right. he may not be experimenting with the guys that you want him to see experiment with, or that other people want him to see experiment with. Well, they took Bismack Biombo off the street and made him a starter. Like he's, 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 he's doing all kinds of stuff, right? He took John Conchar and put him in the starting lineup last night. He, put, like, he, he experiments. He just doesn't experiment with, there are in particular, Kenneth Lofton Jr. There is a, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's a cult or a... I think Vince a, 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 is getting there too, though, don't you? Vince is now, now you're seeing that, yeah. It's like, why, why doesn't he exactly right? There's always been this, why doesn't Kenneth Lofton Jr. get more run? And now you see it, particularly last night he was terrific defensively. Vince was. And so it's why doesn't he get more runs? So um, you know, I, I and I don't know the answers to those two things. I don't think you can say broadly that Taylor doesn't, you know, experiment with stuff. He just doesn't experiment with the stuff that people <laughs> like people get favorites and they want to see it, based on things that positive things as they see on the floor. And for whatever reason, there are obviously things about Kenneth Lofton Jr.'s game in scene, in practice or behind the scenes or whatever else that uh, accounts for his limited minutes. And I'll be interested to see how it goes with, with Vince because he's, you're exactly right. In the minutes he's gotten, he's been good.
4: Yep. No question. I mean, yesterday defensively was phenomenal. Terrific. Against phenomenal. Drew Holiday and yeah. Jalen Brown. You got to give him some credit for that. Probably should earn a little bit of run considering there's nobody on I mean, Luke Kennard, they just updated his, uh, reassessment date, and it doesn't look like Luke Kennard or, or Marcus Smart are going to be back anytime relatively soon. So just just experiment as much as possible. That's where I'm at at this point. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Jeff, I appreciate it. We'll do it again tomorrow. See you. Yes, sir. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X. Jeff Calkins' show is 9 to 11 on 92.9 FM ESPN. And go follow all of his work at the Daily Memphis. He's a columnist there at com. Now, Oxpo is a family-owned and operated retail store in Memphis that's been making waves for over a decade. They have been doing a great job. It's a, it's a great men's store. As we get closer to the holidays, you can go buy some gifts there for that man in your life, whoever you want to please. They have uh, some coolers by Yeti. They have cups. They have good uh, clothing as well. Um, the, that game day clothing is fantastic. You can get the Arkansas-Alabama um, Tennessee stuff, it's all at 964 June Road, two story storefront off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico station. You're gonna find exactly what you need when you get to Oxbow. And for you Memphis fans out there, I've been urging you to do it because I love it. Get the Memphis State Pouncer Polo Collection by Gentile. Uh, you can wear that at FedEx Forum at the next home game, won't be until this, the middle of December, but still. You will enjoy it when you get it. So get over to 964 June Road off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico station. They have the best brands Gentile, Free Fly, Fair Harbor, Duckhead, Miz, and Amain. The they have hunting and outdoor essentials, vintage vinyl. They have sports memorabilia in there as well for the holidays. Go check it out. Again, 964 June Road. And they, they sell most of this stuff online as well. ShopOxpo.com is where you can find them online. It's their online store. And when you go to check out, use my promo code, the Gabe Show, All caps, no spaces, the Gabe Show, And you'll get 20% off your online order. Um, at ShopOxpo.com. So check all of that out, 964 June Road, off Poplar on June Road, behind the Amoco Station, or go online at, online at ShopOxpo.com. Shop local, Shop Oxpo. Now it's time to take a trip around the National Football League. That's next, 92.9 FM ESPN.
2: Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN.
4: Back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. It's time to take a trip around the National Football League. Brought to you by Longshot.
2: The New York Jets.
4: Oh, yes. Yes. Now, Zach Wilson was terrible this past weekend. And the Jets lost a game 32-6 where Tim Boyle came in in relief. Tim Boyle, though, is now listed. He's going to be the starter for the New York Jets. So now, I mean, also think about this, Connor. This is my favorite thing. In New York right now, we have Tim Boyle starting for the Jets. And Tom, er, Tom Tommy DeVito. I always, I, Tommy, Danny, whatever you want to call Tommy, Danny DeVito, he's starting for the uh, New York Giants. So there is that. And he had a good week. He had a good week this past weekend. But Tim Boyle is going to take over for Zach Wilson. And the Jets' new backup is not going to be Zach Wilson. It's going to be Trevor Simeon. <laughs> Zach Wilson will be the third string. When Robert Sala was asked about what's going to happen with Zach Wilson going forward, he said, we'll figure it out this offseason. That does not bode well for the future of Zach Wilson in this league and certainly with the New York Jets. But the Jets' offensive struggles this season are apparent. Now, one, and this is not to take any of the shine off the the criticisms we should give Zach Wilson, but they've had seven different seven different starting offensive line combinations. They have played thirteen offensive line linemen this year. Makiah Becton went down this weekend. They're trying to see what's wrong with him. He's their starting left or right tackle depending on the week. Um but he's gone down seven different starting offensive lineman uh, line combinations and thirteen different starting offensive line men. Nine TDs in ten games, not good. Thirty for one hundred and thirty-one on third downs. That is lowest in the NFL. Twenty-two point nine percent. Two hundred seventy point three yards per game, third lowest in the NFL. Fifteen points per game, third lowest in the NFL. So it's apparent I don't think Tim Boyle is going to fix this. I do. Uh, I had to get reminded by somebody that I did play him in college when he was at UConn. He was terrible in college too, guys. It's it's kind of amazing he's made it this far. In his in his NFL career, he's three TDs to nine INTs when he was at UConn playing uh, major division one college football, one TD to 13 INTs. Then he transferred and went to a couple of smaller colleges before he got to the NFL. It's amazing he's made it this far, but he is now the starter for the New York Jets. The Cleveland Browns. How about this? Browns, they are taking themselves seriously. They have seven wins so far this year. They're seven and three because their defense is unreasonably good. But because they've had some issues at the quarterback position, Deshaun Watson's out for the year. P.J. Walker hasn't been that good, but they've won games with him. Dorian Thompson-Robinson was not good this weekend, but they still won a game. They signed Joe Flacco, former Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco. So we'll see what happens with with him, but maybe he could pace them this year, get them into the playoffs and make something happen. But the AFC North has been flipped on its head, hasn't it? I mean, the Ravens are consistent. The Browns have somehow been consistent, even though their quarterback position has been a revolving door. But you have Deshaun Watson out and Joe Burrow out. You feel bad about the Bengals. The Steelers, you can't feel that great about. It's just, it's strange. You have a a lot of teams with a lot of wins, but I don't think any of them have real, real viability in the playoffs outside of the Ravens. We'll see what
2: happens, though. We'll see what happens. The San Francisco 49ers. So
4: some bad news and some good news. Bad news is Talanohu they their all-pro safety, free safety, uh, in his rookie year last year, he was an all-pro. He tore his ACL, so he's going to be out for the year. Uh, they're going to have to replace him, and it's not going to be easy to replace him. Now, on the good side of this thing, Brock Purdy and the 49ers are back, back in a meaningful way. Brock Purdy in the win yesterday. 21 for 25, 333 yards, three TDs, zero INTs, and he had a perfect quarterback or passer rating, 158.3. He's the first 49ers quarterback with a perfect passer rating since Joe Montana in 1989. That is a damn It's good. It's very good company to keep if you're a San Francisco 49er. Um, but they did lose Talanoa Fanga for the year. Um, but regardless, it feels like they're trending in the right direction.
2: The Detroit Lions.
4: Now, the Lions are 8-2. I don't know if you've been paying attention to that. I am I am over the moon for Dan Campbell and the rest of that team. Big football guy. I respect a football guy coaching a team this well. But that's their best 10-game start to a season since 1962. And the first time since 1969 that both the Lions and the Cleveland Browns have each won seven of their first 10 games. So the last time that the Lions and Browns won seven of their first 10 games. The Jets were the defending Super Bowl champs. Bill Belichick was a senior at Annapolis High School in Maryland. And Apollo 11 landed on the moon. It's been a while since we've had a season like this. We have a lot of cellar dwellers that have finally made themselves into something. And quite frankly, it makes for a fun NFL season to me. I don't know how everybody else feels, but I like seeing the Lions have some success. I like seeing the Browns have have some success. And I also like the fact that once we get to Thursday and we watch some Thanksgiving football, which the Lions are always a part of, we don't have to hear about the complaints of, why are the Lions playing on Thanksgiving? They stink. No, they're 8-2. We want to see them play on Thanksgiving. And even before that, when they stunk, I always hated that because can't the Lions, the Detroit Lions, can't they have something besides a, a brown paper bag over their head every once in a while? Good God. But, hey, this year, FanDuel's got something you'll be really thankful for because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. With so many games going on Thanksgiving, is the perfect time to join. So visit FanDuel.com slash GabeK. That's G-A-B-E-K. Again, G-A-B-E-K, my promo code. And fill up your plate with parlays and player props all weekend long. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and 9290 ESPN. Must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red line at 1-800-889-9789. Now, Snoop Dogg says he has sworn off a of smoke, but it was a marketing play. We'll tell you what that marketing play was. Or is next.
2: Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now. It's time for Big Man Small Talk
4: on 92.9's Gabe Kuhn Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Conway Services, reputable service, available seven days a week. Now, we talked about Snoop Dogg on Friday swearing off smoke via X. Uh, We finally have an answer as to why he said that. Snoop, take it away.
2: I have an announcement I'm giving up smoke
4: I know what you're thinking
3: Snoop, smoke is kind of your whole thing But I'm done with it Done with the coughing and my clothes smelling all sticky icky
4: I'm going smokeless Solo stole fix <laughs> They
2: took out the smoke
4: Clever Come on, man. I mean, listen, we knew it was a marketing ploy. We were like, okay, maybe he's going to release an edible or a tincture of some sort because he's already gone down that route. But the damn solo stove! How much did they pay him for this marketing ploy? I hope a lot because it's gonna work. Brilliant! This is a brilliant marketing ploy because everyone paid attention to the shiny object, and then on the back end, when Snoop Dogg announced why he was swearing off smoke, here's the damn solo stove just in time for the holidays.
3: I love how much Beautiful. of a news story it was that Snoop Dogg decided to stop smoking. Like everybody was like concerned for his health. Everybody was like, "Are we sure that Snoop Dogg's okay? Like, can we make sure that he's okay?"
4: <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying to. Stop those solo stoves for the damn
3: holidays. And those solo stoves are sick.
4: They are they are beautiful. They made beautiful. me want
3: to say ooh wee.
4: They do make me want to say <laughs> ooh wee, just like that uh that good old the Creole the Creole dishes there at uh that at Owen Brennan's. Um but they have I mean, if you look at solo stoves, they go from seventy dollars to uh seven hundred dollars. They're kind of expensive for what they are. It's but like magic are, when you're they're around an them. unbelievable because you don't have the smoke blowing in your face. It's beautiful. It's great. And, it's, and they, they retain heat a whole lot. They're really, they get real hot. Just yeah, like don't touch fire. it. Yeah, do not touch do it. Do not touch it. But you don't have to deal with the smoke blowing right in your face. Well but done. But what a damn Well done, Solo Stove. I, so I have well to done give a shout-out to Snoop and Solo Stove. That is, that is well done. That is beautiful. Now we have one hour left in the show. Let's get to some college football
2: and some Autos on Liberty Bowl on the other side. Harold Grater. he's next. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy, legacy of, sports of sports as the flagship <laughs> home Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers. Say play 92.9 ESPN.
4: This year, FanDuel's got something you'll really be thankful for. Because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. You can take a long favorite and you could still get $150. With so many games going on, Thanksgiving is the perfect time to join. Visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K, G-A-B-E-K, again, G-A-B-E-K, and fill up your plate with parlays and player props all weekend long. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Com. And if you have a gambling problem, it's very simple. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Touchdown!
2: On game day, there's nothing like tailgating, touchdowns, and Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Twisted Tea goes down smooth and tastes like real iced tea because it's made with real brewed tea. Cool, refreshing, and a 5% kick of alcohol. Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Look for the bright yellow cans wherever you buy beer. Keep it twisted. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati Ohio. Please drink responsibly. Shop Black Friday every day and get the best new deals all month long, only at Lowe's. Shop the lowest prices of the year on select major appliances. And save an extra $100 for every $800 you spend on select major appliances. Plus, get your home ready for the season with holiday living 100-count LED string lights. Was $8.98, now $4.98. Because Lowe's knows deals. Valid through 1122. While supplies last. Selection varies by location. Appliance savings vary based on purchase amount. Exclusions apply. See Lowe's.com for details.
1: This year, FanDuel's got something you'll really be thankful for. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And, with so many games going on, Thanksgiving is the perfect time to join. We feast on the food, and we feast on all the NFL games, too. All you need to do is visit FanDuel.com Fuller to fill up your plate with parlays and player props all weekend long. That's FanDuel.com FanDuel.com slash F-U-L-L-E-R. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and of 92.9 FM ESPN. 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Got a gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. At Bank of America, we asked our employees what they wanted most. I want to work where
0: everyone is welcome.
2: To have benefits that take good care of my family. To
0: move forward in my career. We listened and did all that and more. It's why we're proud to be Just Capital's number one top company to work for. Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Just Capital used annual rankings to track performance across the five worker-related issues evaluated. Bank of America and a member FDIC equal credit opportunity lender. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing. Together millions of things for our planet. Thinking of having turkey for the holidays? Make sure to buy one that was humanely and ethically raised. One of the best options is to buy a turkey direct from a local farm. If that's not an option, look for turkeys that are labeled either USDA organic or certified humane. Be wary of terms like Natural, cage-free, and no hormones. As these terms aren't regulated. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone.
1: News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire.
0: Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love.